question to me mm-hmm. is why I don't have my phone. I have no idea why you wouldn't have your phone. <laughs> that is so weird, Adam. So I don't understand. I see this all day long at the mall. People on their speakerphone holding mm-hmm. it up to their face, uh-huh. but then they can't hear, so then they take the speakerphone and put it up to their ear. Why don't they just hold it like a regular phone? Well, the phone gets hot. Have you noticed that? Burns your face? No, I've never noticed that. Do you ever talk on the phone? Not really. Exactly. Because it burns my face. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, and welcome to the Press Continue Podcast. I'm your host, Adam. And my co-host, Brittany. Hello. And our new microphone. It doesn't talk. Oh. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. Hi, I'm Mike. <laughs> no, his name's Blue. Oh. Hi, I'm Blue. So, yeah, hopefully... Okay, we're experimenting with a new microphone, so hopefully this episode sounds better than the past ones. And hopefully I'm using this thing right. Yeah, doubtful, but we'll, we'll give it a try. We'll see what happens. Yeah. We so, probably messed it all up. Let, let us know if we sound any better. Somebody. Yeah, on, someone. On Facebook. Someone. Okay. <laughs> so today, we are talking about Evoland. So this game was originally released on Steam on April 4th, 2013. But the game was originally called Evoland Classic. And was originally created in August 2012 by one guy named Nicholas Canacy. For the Ludum Dare competition. That's Ludium. Ludum. Okay, Ludum. D- I can't read. I don't know why I keep adding a. a like oh, Ludlum. Ludum. Ludlum. L U D U M. It has an L in it. No, right here. I spelled it wrong there. Oh, Ludum. Ludum Dare competition, and it took him about 30 hours to make the game. So, what the heck is the Ludum, Ludum, however you say it, Dare competition? What it is? <laughs> Why are you actually asking me? Oh, okay. Is the contest originally started in April 2002, and it's held three times a year. And what it what? is? Yeah. And what it is is it's um, they get a bunch of game programmers together mm-hmm. or whoever decides to be in it, and they're given a topic, and given 48 hours to complete a game. It can only be done by one guy. They all submit their game. And then over the next three weeks, everyone that was part of the competition plays everyone else's game and votes on whatever game they think is the best. Uh, There's no actual prize for winning, but usually the winner of the competition ends up fully publishing the game and making money off of it that way. So that's their prize. Okay. Why three times a year? They drew numbers and got the numbers... I don't know. So Evo Land Classic... Won first place out of 1,400 games and quickly reached over 300,000 players within a couple months. So Evoland, which is the version that we played of it, is kind of what I call the finished version of it, I guess, because they added 3D worlds and a lot more evolution to the game, um, was released by Shiro Games. And, well, like I said, it takes you further through gaming history into the 3D gaming realm, too. So, Brittany, mm-hmm. what's the story about, about this game?
After centuries of peace, an ancient evil has finally resurfaced to threaten the world of Evil Landia. You are one of the few remaining members of the Order of the Dragon Knights, whose purpose is to travel the world to help the needy and fight evil. Those centuries of peace clearly mean you haven't had a whole lot to do recently, but it looks like business is picking up again. Alright then. <laughs> well, he didn't have a lot of time to come up with a story. Yeah, that's true. Alright, so the whole game is, again, the um, the topic that he had for that competition was evolution. Mm-hmm. And he picked the evolution of gaming. So the game starts out like two-color, kind of like an original Game Boy game. And you can only go right. Then you pick up a treasure chest, which unlocks where you can go, you go left. left. Yeah. Then you pick up another treasure chest that lets you go all directions. And the game basically evolves as you play. If you go through a little bit as a Game Boy... Then it switches over to like 8-bit, where you get color now. And then it switches to 16-bit. And the, the, the game like evolves through... 3D. Yeah, eventually 3D. So the game evolves through like gaming history and the technologies that went through it. Kind of reminded me a little bit, though, in the beginning of DLC Quest. Yeah, a little which bit. Which couldn't move. Right. Which was an episode that we did, I think that was episode 14 of our show. But, um, yeah, at the beginning I was like, what are we playing, DLC Quest again? <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of thought the same way. Yeah. And the game, um, the character and the landscape is modeled after Zelda, obviously. Mm-hmm. The first section that you play is pretty much like an exact copy of the yeah. Zelda games. But then it evolves. <laughs> <laughs> Into later versions of Zelda. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, after you get through, like, the first Zelda part, you get to, like, a world map. And that's more like how um, Final Fantasy was. Mm-hmm. And that's where it kind of switches into, like, the 16-bit era of gaming. And I thought it was kind of cool that it switched, like, the, the map was flat. And then you pick up a treasure chest and it switched to, like, 3D mode. And they called it Mode 7 mode, which was the whole big 3D thing for Super Nintendo. It was Mode 7. Hmm. Which made me realize that the guy that made this game actually knew about video gaming history. Well, he probably liked to play video games. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, people make games like that, but don't really know about gaming history. But you can tell that, like, he grew up playing that kind of stuff. Hopefully. Yeah, when you hit that world map, the game kind of switches from Legend of Zelda to Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Which I know is a game, just a couple of days before that, you said, I really want to play Final Fantasy. Yes, I did. You did? I did. <laughs> do you still, after playing this? No, I do. A little disappointed um, with Evil Land, you couldn't walk an inch without hitting a place where you had to fight. Right. And it started getting frustrating, and all the monsters were the same. Right. 
the damage was the same. <laughs> it was just repeating over. And that's actually because I played Final Fantasy VII. I played Final Fantasy X growing up, and um, that was the most frustrating thing about Final Fantasy is that you couldn't just walk across a map or like see the enemies to avoid to get in all these situations. You couldn't just walk from point A to point B. You had to go and fight things like every 10 steps that you went, it would go into a random battle and it was always the same junk you'd fight over and over and you'd use the same tactics. The one guy would slash, the other the girl would heal, the guy would slash, the girl would heal, the guy would slash, the girl would heal. It's really monotonous and repetitive. Yeah, and it's fun for the first few times and I I could see having that happen when you walked a few times, but you know, Constantly. every time you turn, you can't even get anywhere to discover anything else without having to fight. Right. It was just getting old. Yeah, it, it made me feel like this game turned into a chore yeah. instead of I'm having fun with it. Yeah, I agree. And the Final Fantasy part goes through a lot of the game. But if you like Final Fantasy, you'll like that part. Again, it's a big Final Fantasy was a big part of gaming history, so I could see why he went there. But doesn't mean that it's a piece of history that we all want to repeat. <laughs> yeah. So you finally get to the first town, and it switches back to a more, like, Zelda flair to it, I guess. That, like, top-down... Flair? Flair. <laughs> How many pieces of flair are you wearing? Seventeen. <laughs> That's the minimum amount of flair. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, like, a you get to the town, and there's a little bit of, of, of a puzzle that you have to solve before everyone in town will start talking to you. And you have to unlock that you can actually go into the buildings and things like that. My pro tip for this town mm-hmm. is that, and I know that I, I mentioned it to you when you were playing, whenever you see barrels or boxes or like furniture, or whatever, go up to it and press the space bar or your and little kick action it button. And yeah, throw it around. <laughs> yeah, and and, just and alienate the townspeople because they'll end up, you know, being afraid of you and giving you things. Yeah. Loot town. Just to get you to go away. Right. Take that fish. (laughs) Take that fish. (laughs) Please leave. Take my wife, please. Um, No, but every time you see that stuff, if you go to it and, like, press the button, you'll basically loot town, and you'll find potions, you'll find money. Yeah, that's what I thought was strange. It's like, I'd like a room at your inn, and I'd like to go through all your things. (laughs) Possibly steal your books. Yeah. It's like, why is he stealing from this innkeeper? Why not? Oh, it's, it's just because the concept in-game, you go rummaging through things and, and take it, but it's just kind of, when you really think about it, you're just going into someone's place of business and taking their stuff. Yeah. yeah. You walk into random people's houses, <laughs> talk to them for a while, ransack the place, go in their basements. Oh, look what I found. What do you mean found? I knew where that was. <laughs> I put that there. It's mine. <laughs> so, yeah, I found that a little funny. Amusing.
one thing I did like, I do like how the dungeons work out. How the dungeons play out. It reminded me a lot of, um, again, Zelda, Link to the Past, but in like a 3D version of it. It's full of, you know, your monsters, your puzzles, your um, hidden areas, different things like that. And it's actually one of the first boss fights, too, at the end of it. Yeah, it took me a while to kill that thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, it should. It's a boss. Yeah. I was thinking, I'm going to kill this thing right away. And I was like, oh, wait. Oh, I'm not that awesome. Guess not. Yeah. But no, I had fun in the uh, in the dungeon part of it. Did you? Yeah. Five years. Dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> you had fun five years in the dungeon? Yeah. Well, I had to go back into the dungeon eventually, too, because they had the, uh, the like, cracked-up walls where you... I mean, everybody knows you see a cracked-up wall, you put a bomb there, and it opens something special. Well, you don't get the bombs until you go to the next town, so then I had to backtrack to bomb all the places. Yeah, well, you got a bomb, so... Yeah, got to drop a bomb. And, of course, that that place was full of your favorite enemy, the bats. Oh, God. <laughs> Just stop with the bats. Why is it every game that we play, bats have to be such assholes? Well, you know, because they can fly, they can bite, and it's like you're flailing around in the air trying to kill it do with bats, a sword. Do real bats move that randomly? Yes, they do. They just flutter around all over the place like a butterfly? Yeah, and they give you uh, rabies. <laughs> They're you know, in my hair! It's like faster than a butterfly. It's like all over the place. Yeah, but they have like no sense it's... of direction. <laughs> Because they fly with sonar or whatever. Yeah. Echo location. So, like, when you're doing stuff, like, waving your arms at it, it's like, I'm going to hit this thing, I need to avoid it, fly the other direction, and then someone else is swatting at it. <laughs> it's got to avoid all the stuff, so it's going crazy. Like, you can't can't focus. I only got attacked by a bat once. Really? Yeah. Because I've, I've been attacked by bat multiple times. What? No, I haven't. Why, why are you saying that like that's weird? I've only been yeah. attacked by a bat once. Yeah. Bear twice, you know. <laughs> oh, what? No, I got attacked by a bat once. We were playing basketball late at night in the street with a black basketball. My friend decided to start throwing the black basketball at the bat. Oh, I attack you too. Yeah, and the bat totally like dive bombed us where we had to dive to the ground and it still almost got us. <laughs> he was like, I'm gonna give you rabies now. Yeah, it was, uh. And then we ran. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, this bat just came out of nowhere. We didn't even do anything. Yeah, we didn't do we're anything to, to it. Us. Bats are crazy. <laughs> They're batshit crazy. Yeah. Yeah. BSC, yo. <laughs> You eventually get to the second town, and my god, I hate the way that they do these towns. This town was totally like Final Fantasy type of town where it's a still image, but 3D images of your character walk through the town, and it really looks like, okay, here's the nice detailed town picture, and you got this crappy 3D image walking over it, and it never ever looks quite right. It's terrible. I hated it. <laughs> and this is where, too, where, okay, you got the one picture, and then you walk off, like, the path to the right, and then it switches to a now loading screen, and you have to sit there. Oh, no. 
and then you're in the next part, and you have to go back and forth through this stupid town, all these stupid screens, over and over and over and over. Now loading. Now loading. Now loading. So that's the progression of, like, the new games, right? That's, I guess, when they were CD-based, there was a lot of now loading. Cartridges don't have load screens. That's why I like cartridges. But, um, eventually you find one of the merchants, and you can buy buy a high-speed CD player... Which gets rid of the now loading screens. Oh, wow. But it's a ridiculous amount of money, so I didn't do it. I just sat there and got annoyed every time. You just wanted to get angry so you could punch things and have a reason. I never need a reason to punch (laughs) things. Especially you. (laughs) I give you plenty. Um, But this is also the town where you finally figure out why you've been collecting cards. A lot of the treasure chests will have... First, you'll find stars... Which is, stars are just a collectible through the game, like a hidden collectible. doesn't give you anything, but I think you got to just collect all the stars and, wow, you get bonus percentage of the game finished. And then there was random cards that you were picking up for a game called Double Twin. And you're like, what? <laughs> Double Twin? It's called Double Twin. <laughs> and you're like, what the hell? I know you asked me, what the heck are these cards for? Well, in this town, you meet a bald guy, and you can play Double Twin with him. Which was my favorite part of the actual game. Is the mini game inside the real game. Double Twin, what it is, it's like, I call it like an advanced version of tic-tac-toe. You have, like the tic-tac-toe board, where you have nine squares, all in a row. And, um, well, I guess not in a row. You got three, three by three. <laughs> you got a three by three square pattern, all right? Like, tic, like tic-tac-toe. And then, um... You have cards. You get 23 cards in your deck, and you pick five randomly, and your opponent picks five randomly. And on these cards, left, right, top, bottom, are numbers. And you place a card on on the uh, field, and the next person plays, and if he puts a matching, or besides match, whatever number's higher, flips your card to their color. So if you put down another one, it flips. Like, say I have a two, you put down a three, you're blue, now my card turns blue. If I put down a five next to your four, now both our cards turn red. And the whole point is to make more of the cards your color than my color by putting down higher numbers as you go around the board. Hmm. It was actually a really simple game, but complicated enough where you had to think through what you were putting down on the board. I liked it. It was simple but fun. And random chance in it too? With what cards you can pull? Or are you able to see your whole deck and decide what you want to put No, out of your 23 cards, it pulls five random cards. Okay. So, uh, it actually, like I said, reminded me of a a tic-tac-toe, but it also reminded me of a game called Eye of Judgment that came out for PS3 a few years back. It's kind of similar but kind of different, just from the way the board was laid out and the way things played about taking over more spaces in the board. Which, there is a free web browser playable version of just that game that was created with Shiro Games' permission, and I'll post a link to it in our show notes so you can actually go and just play that game. Hmm. For free. For free. I like free games. Yeah, me too.
Then the game eventually turns into Diablo very briefly, and then you get to the final boss fight, and the game's over. The game's not very long, I mean, you can complete the whole game in a day, even if you go looking for all the hidden stuff, all the extras, whatever, I mean, it depends on how much you play Double Twin. How much you play Double Twin? But, um, I mean, that I'm going to play on the web browser anyway, I'm not going to go through two-thirds of the game just to get to the bald guy. What did you think of this game? Um, I thought it was okay. It was a little repetitive, and there wasn't a whole lot to it. Right. I liked the throwback references, but that's basically all it had for me. Yeah. Was that. Yeah, I'd agree. It frustrated and bored me. Right. I Like I said earlier, I felt like the game was a chore. I was just like, let me get through it. Let me walk through everything. Stop getting me into random fights and encounters. It's just, I wanted to get through the stupid thing, but I would have stopped playing it a long time earlier in the game if we wouldn't have done this podcast. Mm -hmm. I kind of forced myself to get further through the game to see what it would turn into next. Um, I did like how it gave you like a history lesson on role-playing games. So the evolution part of the gaming I thought was cool, but... The actual game board. The actual game bored me to death. Yeah, I agree. So, am I going to play it ever again? No. Am I going to play Double Twin? Yes. <laughs> Double Twin. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, it's worth it to at least look at it for a history lesson, especially if you haven't played these games. I mean, it might be cool for one of your kids to play it, so, and then you can explain this is really how things went through and where things came from. But beyond that, I, I didn't think it was that great. But they are making Evo Land 2. Of course they are. Uh, it's in development, and this one is taking influences more from real-time role-playing games, uh, tactic games, platformers, shoot-em-ups, puzzle games, and beat-em-ups. Hmm, that might be interesting. Yeah, I've actually seen a couple screenshots of it, and that does look more up my alley. I mean, if I happen to see it, I'll be like, oh, cool, I'll check that out. If I don't see it ever again, I'll be like, oh, well, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't miss anything. What have you been watching on TV? Mm, nothing. Finished Dexter. All of it? Yeah. Done. Last couple seasons oh my weren't God, so good. Like, I don't know if it's just because of uh, it being final seasons, because I just we finished True Blood just previous to that. Mm -hmm. And then it just feels like it drags on forever. <laughs> it's like, you could have done this in three episodes and been done, but no, you're going to drag it out for 12 and so all these storylines and scenes that go nowhere. They're just completely pointless. Yeah. They're just to fill space. I'm like, why? Because they had to finish a whole season. So I, I keep finding myself, like, logging into a game or, like, you know, doing something other than watching the show just to see how it ends. Right. And then the ending was, ugh, it was redonk. I'm sorry. <laughs> just, I don't know. You could tell me later what happens because I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, it's, I don't We don't want to spoil anything. The whole last season was pretty much a disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got excited because a lot of the um, a lot of the shows that I normally watch, mm -hmm. their seasons are starting back up again. 
So I was totally excited because the Goldbergs are back on, and that is my life. <laughs> the main character, actually, he's got glasses. His name's Adam. He literally is me he, like, as a kid. stole your identity. Uh, he could have in the 80s when they were really big on identity <laughs> theft back then. But that is by far one of my favorite shows because I just pretty much relive my childhood. And I don't usually like react to shows when I watch them. And this one I was totally doing face palms. I was like, oh, no, 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 because his mom was embarrassing him so much. And I think there's another new episode on there tonight, so I'm going to have to watch it tonight. Also, I got very excited about Precinct 99. Precinct 99? What? What is it? Damn it, what is that Andy Samberg show? Is it Precinct 99? No. I don't even, I never know the name of the show, but I'm really excited about it. I don't like that show. Are you kidding? Why would I be kidding? Sorry, you're always so serious. <laughs> no, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So, yeah, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I can never remember the name of that show, but it's awesome. I love that show. Is it? And Maybe I, I need to spend more time watching because I think I've watched one episode. Yeah, well, you can't just watch one of it because it, the season started, the first season started out just kind of like, yeah, whatever, this is kind of funny, but not really. But throughout the first season, surprisingly, they really developed those characters into people that you like genuinely care about what's going to happen to them, even though this show is like stupid silly. I mean, it's Andy Samberg, so it's got to be stupid silly. <laughs> but, um, so I was very excited when season two started up. And plus at work, I stare at like one of those TV billboards all day mm -hmm. and they've been counting down the days till, till it started up again. So I was all excited. Oh, good. So totally worth a show. Give it, give it more than one episode if you have not watched any of it and, um, you'll love it. It's awesome. You'll love it. Windows 10 Preview was announced. Not really gaming. No, well, games run on Windows. Do they? They do. <laughs> Kinda. When Windows isn't crashing. Uh, at least it's, well, it's tech news. How's it? Yeah. So, Windows 10 Preview is out and free to the public. They've, it's, you can already tell it's screwed up because they say, put it on another machine, yeah, don't, don't put it on your main computer. <laughs> Don't expect it to do anything. Because it might just melt and uh, <laughs> come alive and yeah, I like eat that you. Part. <laughs> but um, it's free for anyone to download and play with. I'm not going to download and play with it. <laughs> There's a video preview of it, which uh, we'll put a link to on our uh, Facebook page and the notes to this podcast. So it's worth checking out because it... It looks like they took a lot of the stuff that they screwed up in Windows 8 and made it a little more user-friendly and mixed still some of the Windows 8 junk with, like, the, the live tiles and things like that and put it back to Windows 7 version with that yeah. in it. Yeah, it seems to be the case. Like, every time they try to get too fancy, everyone's like, what is this mess? Right. And they... Yeah, that's all you hear at work is people yelling. It's just like screams <laughs> all day. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, and if you notice, um, they're starting to make the new Windows 10. First thing I thought of when they said it was announced at Windows 10 is what the hell happened to Windows 9? That's something we don't talk about. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to talk about it. Where's Windows 9? Whatever happened to him? <laughs> they said, and a lot of people are like, well, because 7, 8, 9. No, that's a terrible joke. You're not four years old. <laughs> <sighs> um... So the reason that they said that they're skipping Windows 9 is because in a lot of programming code, when Windows 95, Windows 98 came out, it was referred to as Windows 90X. Windows 9X. And if they put it out as Windows 9, a lot of programs would say, well, this is Windows 90X, so I'm not going to work. Just like that, get Just all like sassy. Just like that, and get, get all sassy and do the, do the next thing and snap at them and everything. So, they said there was going to be too many technical problems, and that's why they skipped the 9 and went straight to 10. It's a good story, but I think yeah. something someone abducted Windows 9. No, I think the real story is, is because more of Windows 10 looks like and acts like Mac's OS X, which is X is Roman numeral 10. Windows uh... 10, OS X... I see. Trying to compete with the guy that's stealing all their business because nobody buys Windows machines because Windows 8 sucked. More people are switching to Mac. So they're trying to do something. Is that what you think? Bill Gates is stealing again. (laughs) (sighs) So um, that's my theory. And I'm sticking to it. (laughs) Really? That's your theory? Yeah. It's all a conspiracy. <laughs> um, the other news that I had was, I know back in our E3 episode, we mentioned about the Wii, Wii U GameCube controller adapter that was going to make the original GameCube controllers work on your Wii U. Mm-hmm. And the big thing, everybody got excited because, whoa, Smash Brothers, I can use the, Wii, the GameCube controller. Well, latest news I saw is that that adapter will only work for the new Super Smash Brothers for Wii U. It won't work on any of the other games on Wii U. Huh, that's weird. Yeah, I don't know. A little short-sighted. Why? Hmm. Hmm. Another conspiracy that we must uncover. I think someone abducted. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you had some news, too. I do. There's going to be a Star Wars Battle Pod Arcade coming out in January. What? Yeah. Something I didn't hear about! It's pretty cool. It's got a dome-shaped screen, and it incorporates scenes from um, all the past movies. And uh, I guess the players will pilot an X-Wing, Snowspeeder, and the Millennium Falcon. The what, Falcon? Millennium. Okay. What did you think? You're like Melanium Falcon. I didn't say Melanium. Well, consult the tape. Is it like Kevin Spacey playing um, Jack Lemmon playing uh, Han Solo? <laughs> what? <laughs> Yes, I remember that. (laughs) We'll have to put a link to that. Um, And um, a link to this uh, arcade video. Because I did see it, and it's pretty awesome. It did look cool. And there's more. The one that you had seen um, below it, there were several other videos of people actually playing it. So there's more to look at. Yeah, we're going to have to... It it did look amazingly good. Um, But if you notice... They only did episodes 4, 5, and 6, the original trilogy. Yeah, because... 
Everyone's disowning one, two, and three because it was so. Whoever claimed so... it, ever. Well, Disney paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> you had it. Yeah, I'm actually too playing a a, a Star Wars game on my uh, on my phone. It's called Star Wars Commander. Mm-hmm. It's very much like um, what's that other Clash of Clans, but Clash of Clans. But but it, with a Star Wars theme, it's it's kind of like, you know, you build your base, you go on missions, you also attack other people's bases that they made, and you just collect more money and build bigger bases and junk like that. It's like base wars, I guess. I don't know. Whatever you want to call it. It's a big waste of time. <laughs> it's real. Aren't but, all things. But every time I go to work, I log into it. I play for a little bit, and then I wait the 12 hours the next day at work, and then I do the little bit, because it takes 12 hours to build anything in the stupid game now. So... So I'm going to start getting those requests for you, and you... Adam needs you to build a... No. X-Wing. It's... <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I played the dark side. You could do oh. the light side or the dark side, and I picked the dark side. Of course you did. Yeah. Because you're creepy. Well, that and Vader's awesome. I don't know about that. Best villain ever. Well, what did he, no, what he's not for? the best villain ever, but but he's pretty badass. What other news you got? I also saw that Dra- uh, Dragon Age Origins is free right now until October 14th in um, preparation for Dragon Age Inquisition coming out. Mm-hmm. So all you need is an Origins account and you can download it for free if you haven't played it yet. How do you get an Origins account? I think you just uh, create one. Oh. Is that the same place that gave us Wing Commander for free? I don't think so. I don't know. Someone tell us. Because <laughs> we don't know what we're talking about at the time. Why are you pointing time. at me like that? <laughs> I don't know. I like the open hand double point like I'm serving you something. Would you like a hot towel? <laughs> Actually, I would. Hmm. Sounds delicious. <laughs> you eat hot towels? No. Okay. That was a joke. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got? Let me see. That's it over there. Let me let me see. No, you, there's a little. Me- oh yeah, and uh, we did something fun. We did last and nerdy? weekend. It's a, well, it's got to be nerdy if it's fun for us. <laughs> we went to the Renaissance Fair. Ooh. Where was it? Huntersville, Huntersville, North, North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. And we've been Near trying... Charlotte. Yeah. We've been trying to get to this one for like three years now. And we finally got to it on opening day. Yeah, and I had a lot of fun. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. It was the best weather I've ever experienced at a Renaissance Fair. Normally I'm like real. dying <laughs> of heat stroke. Yeah. Or freezing. Like, I've never been to one that was just perfect. And that was really, yeah. really nice. It was really nice. It... It was breezy, it was nice in the shade, it was nice mm. in the sun. It was warm. I got a nice sunburn, because <laughs> I never get outside. But, um, I mean, if you haven't been to a Renaissance Fair, definitely go to one. Yeah, and check their website um, before you go to see if there's any discounts. Oh, for sure, because it yeah. can get stupid expensive there. Yeah, it's, it's expensive to get in. And I saw someone in front of me in line for food, and he was like, can I use this coupon for like free food? She's like, yeah, what do you want? It's like, where did you get that coupon? Yeah. I felt like mugging him. You should have took a picture of your phone and said, oh, I put it on my phone. It's a coupon. Like, where'd you get that? So, yeah. Look around the internet a little bit. Right. 
where you go. Yeah, we found uh, there's actually coupons on their website, I think, now for with full price admission for an adult, a child 12 and under is free. Mm-hmm. So... And if your kid looks your around under five, oh, just, here we go. Just lie, <laughs> because you know what? They're spoiled brats anyway. You don't need to pay whatever the price is. Yeah, sixteen dollars for a brat to get into wine that they're not having fun. Right. And you have to take them, you know, because they're related to you. Oh, and if you okay, the one that we went to, we went through the dungeon. Oh yeah. The dungeon tour, and we took the six-year-old and the eight-year-old. And, I mean, they kind of breezed through it, but me and my wife were looking at stuff like, children should not be seeing this because it's really creepy what they used to do in the olden days as torture devices and things. Yes, so, um... Don't bring your kids in there. Yeah. No. Especially if they can read. So, but me and my wife and my son Finn, we got all dressed up for the fair, so that was a lot of fun. Um, I know that... You and your sister couldn't find your clothes because of us moving. No, I found my clothes. Um, we had washed them and... Ran out of time. No, I shrunk my... Oh, no! It wasn't supposed to be dried in. It was just a sleepy mistake. Oh, no. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> so, but the the nephews dressed up, too, and uh, we all had a really good time. Yeah, go. Go. Go to one in your area, wherever you're at. Yeah. Oh, there's another one in Greensboro on the 19th on a Sunday. Well, there you go. Go to the one in Greensboro if you're from around here. There you go. Sing it, girl. That was a yawn. <laughs> Why is it when you yawn, My you can a- anyone that yawns, you can sing opera perfectly? Oh, I don't know. Because you're pre- pushing air out at that moment. Sure. Okay, so the next uh, show is actually going to be a two-parter, maybe a three-parter. What? And um, we're going to give a hint on what we're doing next. So here's my hint. Wow. There you go. That sounds like your alarm clock broke. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll see, because it's, uh, it's something very big from my childhood, and I couldn't wait to get the system to play these games. So... I was really psyched when it finally came out in the store, and I was like, "Woo, I got it!" You're I was like, like dancing at the, the hallway, I was dancing at the counter at Toys R Us, <laughs> and then I got to the car, and I was like holding it, and then I got home and um, told everyone how excited I was about it. So I can't wait cool. for us to get to this two or three part series that we're gonna do over October, and it'll be the first time we've done a multi part series. So I know I've been posting a lot of stuff on Facebook, our Facebook page, saying. That we're evolving the show and doing a lot of different stuff. So this is one of the new things we're going to do. Well, there you go. Yeah. All right. So tune in next time when we do something different. (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, where the gaming never ends, as long as you press press continue. continue. Bye.